Hello, hello. Hi. Uh, this is Kawaii Cast. Yep, welcome. You know, in, in case you didn't know when you clicked on this. They clicked on it by accident, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the time has finally come. The time has come. Yep. We have to do it. I, it was inevitable. I know. Just like Thanos. Thanos didn't go far enough. <laughs> Uh, we are finally delivering on our promise to do the S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero episode. S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero! So let's talk about something else. I'm just kidding. We'll talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. (laughs) So, so in case you couldn't tell, Candace doesn't seem entirely excited about this. Not really. Um, I mean, I, I made a list of things that I liked about S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, just so I'm not just being completely negative. Okay, but was it like a long list or was it like three I, items? It was decent. I mean, I, I do try to think these things out. Uh, I will say that no matter what negative things I say during this episode, I don't think Shield Hero is a bad anime. It's not Goblin Slayer. Yeah, it's... It's not I Sword think, Art Online. Actually... I kid. I... <clears throat> I will say, I'm not upset by Shield Hero, I'm just disappointed. Shield Hero is disappointed in you. I don't care. He could be disappointed in whatever the fuck he wants, he's not that important. Alright. So, I will say, uh, there's just kind of a familiar feeling that I have when watching Shield Hero. Every week when I see the announcement on Crunchyroll's Facebook page about tomorrow's episode and yeah. I see it pop up on my queue like, hey, you need to watch this today, it's kind of that feeling of it's your turn to do the dishes or I really need to get my laundry done. Like, it's not going to kill me and I'll probably feel better as soon as I'm done, but it it feels like a chore. I'm not a fan of the the preview that Crunchyroll does on their Facebook page because they're just like, oh, check out this preview of tomorrow's episode. And, and I'm sitting here like, well, when I get around to it, I'll get around to it. I don't need to see a preview. That doesn't bother me so much. I think it's just the show itself. I got to this point where I realized... Each week with the new episodes, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, I wonder what's going to happen this week. I was more thinking to myself, I wonder if this week's going to be a good episode or a bad episode. It's been, it has been very hit and miss. Yeah. There's no consistency. It it does have its its very good episodes. It does. And then it has its other episodes that you just think... Well, maybe next week's will be better. Yeah. So we kind of have it just kind of playing here and on the side with no audio. But I realized I actually really, really liked the first episode. Yeah. So much so that when it first came out, because they released it two weeks early. So there was like that whole two week gap where we didn't get an episode two. I actually watched it both weeks because I was like, well, I don't really have anything else to watch. And we're not getting episode two, so maybe before next week I'll just watch the first episode again. And on the second viewing of the first episode, I actually liked it a bit more than the first viewing. Because it had a lot of value in re-watching it. And 
I liked the concept and I really liked the characters. And I thought Shield Hero has a lot of potential. It was kind of sad that there was so much negative stigma around it because of the controversy of, you know, rape accusations being such a political hot issue around the time and the idea of the main protagonist using slave labor, especially as a child. But I think by the time we got episode two, that controversy was already so far gone, nobody really cared anymore. Yeah. And again, I actually really liked this first episode. I like this first episode a lot. See, I I liked it. Um, I I actually didn't like all of the 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 stigma going around with it because of the the false rape accusation thing. Yeah. Because like you said, it was such a hot button political argument at the time mm-hmm. because of various different things. <clears throat> so it's like I hated that that was the main talking point about the show. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. <clears throat> I think what I was really enjoying about the show is I like the fact that the four characters were all presented kind of on an even playing field in spite of the fact that the shield hero is obviously not an offensive uh like weapon user where the other three are a bit arrogant but they still felt like they were kind of fleshed out yeah they were all pretty privileged in their previous life but we got some kind of depth with just them chatting with each other in their room. Like, the fact that they all come from different versions of Japan I thought was extremely interesting. And I liked the idea that there is kind of, like, a condition that they can't work together because anytime they're near each other they don't gain experience points. Yeah. And I liked that that was an actual condition. It gave a very solid reason why they can't work together. But then it kind of went downhill from there, in my opinion. I didn't like the idea that the other three heroes are basically treated as, like, punching bags. Yeah. Um, you know, it, interestingly enough, the, the way they all came to the world as well, it doesn't mm-hmm. really explain it in the anime, but yeah. the light novel explains, like, the other three heroes actually died to yeah. get here. Whereas now Fumi was just like, oh, I'm reading a book, and sucked right in. Yeah. I also really liked the idea of a main protagonist that is a support hero as opposed to an offensive hero, and that he's basically been kicked in the balls by society and is choosing to fight back. Yeah. I like the idea that his reactions to how he's treated feels very natural, and that his response to, you know, how he should move forward is a bit unorthodox, but makes a lot of sense. And like I said, that this first episode was so well done. We were given a good idea of the world, we were given a good idea of the motivations, and we were given this idea that we would see and explore the world through the eyes of four very different people, but mostly through the perspective of the S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. And I liked all of this. I even liked the idea that the beautiful isekai redhead girl is supposed to be an absolute bitch. But... But it doesn't develop more than that after episode two. Sounds about right. Like, even episode two was really well done, giving us a good idea of Raftalia's 
backstory and giving us a character that has experienced genuine trauma and has to actually heal to become stronger. I also really like when shows and anime explore the idea of different types of love and relationships. So I really enjoyed the idea that Naofumi and Raftalia had a very, like, parent-child type of love. And then around the second arc of this show, they completely retconned Raftalia's entire story, so she was no longer traumatized by her parents' death. In fact, they're just like, forget her parents' death. She was pretty chill about that. Remember how when we first met Raftalia, she had nightmares about her parents dying? Then we get the new backstory where it's just like, as soon as her parents were dead, she's like, well, they're buried. It's, oh, yeah, by the way. That's that. Gotta clean my hands of that <laughs> bullshit. And then it turns out she's traumatized by her friend instead. And I feel like they retconned her entire story just so that way they could squeeze in that whole thing where she's like, well, when I grow up, I'm going to marry the shield hero because my friend died. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, that that part was <laughs> uh, that was stupid. Like, like I'm all for uh, like her her accepting that her parents are dead and all mm -hmm. this. But again, like you said, it was it was like an entire retcon thing. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, this this. It wasn't like this, but it was more like this. Yeah, and I don't even mind the idea that they expanded on her backstory as well. Like they could have been like, well, her parents' death was just part of it and then there was also this whole mess that she went through as well which is why she was this traumatized and that's fine except they built it up mostly just to justify the fact that she's a waifu and that bothers me yeah um so with raftalia i'm i'm conflicted like i love her i i do uh she she started off really strong yeah. like like she she came off in like the first four episodes or something like oh my god this girl's awesome i really love her and then it was like they they had that whole arc where they go to the the hot springs basically and mm -hmm. and they basically turned her into this damsel in distress like oh my goodness I, if we kiss i'll get pregnant yeah you know <laughs> like like don't get me wrong i i don't mind you know her having her crush on naofumi but it was like they they basically for for that portion it was that was her character personality. It was like, oh my god, I love Naofumi. And, and that was bothersome. Yeah, and they even brought uh, the bird into it too. I'm trying to think her name. Philo. Philo, yeah. Philo. Yeah, F they brought Philo in and, and you know, Raftalia's like, oh, just... Now I have a love rival. No, yeah. yeah, and it's like, no, that's just... Kate, that's weird. For one, <laughs> Raftalia, you were like eight years old just because you're in the body of a 34-year-old. Right? It doesn't mean you're older than eight. And Philo, like, you... She's like a newborn. Are like a newborn. <laughs> like, that's weird. Yeah, okay? you're, you're his kids. I literally cannot see either of those girls as anything but his daughters. Like... I think that's the biggest reason why they retconned her backstory to be more waifu-like. So people could be like, oh, well, she always wanted to marry the shield hero. And it's just kind of like, well, that doesn't make it any less creepy. I want to, I'm going to marry this guy just because when I was a small child, I knew that I would want to marry him someday. It's not a good reason to marry somebody. <laughs> 
Yeah. I wanted to marry Orlando Bloom when I was a kid. Doesn't mean I'm going to. Don't dream your life, Candace. I mean, I still would. Don't dream <laughs> your life. <laughs> but at least I knew more about Orlando Bloom than she knew about the S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. I at least knew what he looked like. That's fair. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. hero has a S.H.I.E.L.D. What else do you need to know? So hot. <laughs> So I think what I was expecting after, like, the first two episodes was that, again, we would get to see this world through the perspective of four very different people. And I don't even mind the idea that the other three were arrogant. I actually think that would have been really great. It kind of reminds me of when you play an MMO and everybody picks DPS and you're the only one who picks support. And the DPS people are kind of arrogant, and they're kind of annoying, and they kind of feel like they're in charge of everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. people who play only DPS in MMOs are the worst people. Yeah. Like, I don't mind those that actually do play DPS, but if you're going to do only DPS, like, you're kind of a prick. Yeah, so I definitely would have liked to see the perspective, even if it meant that the other three heroes were not going to be likable, I still feel like they should have some kind of accomplishment in this show. But every time we see the other three heroes from episode three onward, they're just assholes who don't know how to do anything. Well, well, it's not just that, but it's like they're, they're assholes and... And it's now Fumi that's going in and basically cleaning up the mess that they left. Yeah, and some of that I don't mind. I actually really liked the whole thing with the dragon where it's like he didn't know he was supposed to dispose of the corpse. Yeah. And it caused more problems than it solved. That's actually a really creative problem for Nelfmi to have to fix. But then when Nelfmi... No, no, like, I I get that. I, I liked that one. I also liked the the who was it the, the the bow hero yeah you know basically saved all those refugees or whatever by by killing the the lord of the land yeah. which then just caused more problems it's like okay he he didn't necessarily know that was gonna happen yeah exactly and but, again the, that arrogance is a really good character flaw for these characters but but, but it was like the the other one with the seed that made the plants. Yeah. You know, the spear hero went and got a hold of. Like, I'm sorry, you had no excuse. You yeah. know, you you have your 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 spear that translates basically everything for you. And even if you don't, you've got other people that are in your party that can read all of the fucking warning signs in this cave that say, hey, don't fucking plant the seed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he still went and did it. Yeah, again, it just makes the other three heroes kind of feel like monkeys. They don't develop, they don't gain any experiences from their journey, and they don't really see this world through any perspective. And again, it's okay to have a character flaw, but when those characters fail to recognize their own flaws, they're no longer characters, they're now just thorns in your side so so i will um i will defend them a little bit on that uh because they're they're brought into this world and each of them you know find that this world is just like the the popular mmo that they've been playing in their own world 
So for from their point of view, it's like they are basically just playing a game. I think you can only use that excuse for so long, though. There is in, a point, in, in the beginning, yes, absolutely. Yeah. There is a point where you have to realize this is a reality. Like, again, you could be arrogant, but there's no human being that is that thick. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying, is now Fumi goes into it with this perspective of like, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm gonna try different things and you know see see what happens whereas mm -hmm. those three heroes they go into this world thinking oh well this is just like a an mmo all i need to do is level up 40 times and then i can get my alternate level and or well, my alternate class and and then i'll just become more powerful and and it just it doesn't work out for them the way that they had planned and i could see that as being a realistic perspective <clears throat> if it weren't for as you mentioned all of their party members were born in this world. You can't tell me that they're just ignoring these people that they've been spending all this time with. Just like, oh, you guys are just NPCs. Why the fuck should I care about you? These are, like, people that spend their entire day with these heroes who care about these heroes and are teaching them as they're going along. You can't convince me that it didn't sink in at some point that they're talking to real human beings. Yeah. But like, <laughs> there's got to be a point where they realize like this isn't a video game and it shouldn't have taken that long for that to happen. I could see this whole it feels like a video game thing being an excuse for like five episodes tops. It should not be continuing even up to the latest episode. They're still behaving this way. Yeah, like like I said, I, I can defend them a little bit on that because in the beginning, I... I might even take that point of view because mm -hmm. it's it's like oh this is game world is just like this game world I'll just you kind of subconsciously treat it as such but again like at a certain point it's like well okay I fucked up yeah you know you you should realize it yeah and I think they really should have realized it a lot sooner especially Especially a uh, spear hero who definitely recognizes his allies as being real three-dimensional people who he trusts with his life, even to the point where even when they do something horrible or even criminal, he would still defend them because that's how much he cares about in case, them. In case you hadn't noticed, everyone in spear hero's party is a girl. Yeah. He thinks with his penis. Which is Again, a fine character flaw that you can add to your role, but... No, it, it doesn't defend him, I'm just saying. It means that he would still be listening to them, though. And mine was the only one who was a bitch. The other girls seemed like normal girls. Uh, yeah, that's that's true, but so as far as we know, the other girls know that mine is the princess... And they, they're just, like, they're too afraid to say anything about it. So, basically, he's traveling with a bitch and three cardboard cutouts. Yes. And this is my issue with the show. I've always stated to, like, in many of shows, your show is really only as strong as your supporting cast. And when your supporting cast consists of two-dimensional villains who travel around with cardboard cutouts that they don't listen to, it's boring. Yeah. And the only reason any of the other heroes exist, and this is brutally honest, you guys, except it, is to make Naofumi look better. That is their only role in this show. 
even the scene in one of the latest episodes where they're all having a meeting and they're all talking about the different things they learn in the world and they're all giving Naofumi shit like, you didn't know that you could do this. You didn't know that when you pick up a weapon you could duplicate it and you didn't know you could teleport and you didn't know you could do this and these are all basic things we learned day one. That whole scene didn't exist to show how much the other three heroes had learned. It existed just to give Naofumi that plot advantage so he could now use those skills. That's literally the only reason they exist. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I feel like their first night there when when they're all in their room chatting about this thing, mm-hmm. some of those things should have come up. Like yeah. some, you know, like now Fumi should have been like, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I never played a game like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, can can you guys help me out here? Yeah, you know, but but instead it was just they they didn't really. There was nothing there. They they basically argued about the worlds that they came from. Like, uh, yeah. that guy isn't on the, the, the bill of the 5,000 yen currency. Which, again, I was kind of fine with. I was fine with the idea that even though the others had played video games, they were still getting used to the interface of this world. So they didn't really know a lot. And I can accept that as reality, but again... Anytime they are useful to Naofumi, their only usefulness is to prove how Naofumi adapts and learns through other people's experiences, and how those three don't. Yeah, where they're just kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Any, I, any... I, I learned all this shit in my game back home, so clearly I don't need to learn anymore. Like, they're just like, oh, I learned how to do this with my spear, but I'm never gonna do it. I learned that my bow has this ability and that I could use it to my advantage, but I don't. I learned that my sword has all these really cool attacks and that I can adapt to the world really easily because of all the abilities that I was blessed with. But I'm not going to use it. And then the three of them just bitch about how Naofumi is OP, and that's the point. Their whole role is just to build Naofumi up, and that's my issues. Naofumi doesn't feel like a well-developed character... Because he's just an average person living in a world of monkeys. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> and yeah, that's why I say that, to me, the best kind of animes are the ones where the supporting cast feels just as strong as the main protagonist. And one that genuinely builds up the protagonist and not just is not just there to make them look cool. And I think, I think the thing that stuck with me the most is that I referred to the Spear Hero in a forum, like, around episode 20 when it came out. I was like, man, the Spear Hero is just, or no, it was like episode 18 or something. I called him the villain of the show. I was referring to him and mine as the two villains. And I'm like, they're kind of two-dimensional villains. I don't know. I mean, they they kind of were, like. Yeah. And the first response. at At that point, there really wasn't any of the whole, uh, like over you know the the spoiler alert obviously Mm -hmm. the the pope pulling the strings you know it was yeah it was at that point it was just mine being a bitch and spear hero being thinking with his penis yeah so i referred to them as the main villains and the very first reply Mm -hmm. i got was from somebody who read the light novels and his comment was lol you think they're the villains and i'm like Bitch, we are, like, two-thirds of the way through this fucking show. If they're not the villains, that means we have gone almost the entire anime 
without meeting the villain. I'm sorry, but that is just waiting too long for the anime to start. And that's the feeling I get watching this. It's like, it's not bad. It really isn't. It's just, when does the show start? <laughs> this is a 24-episode intro. <laughs> See, I I like the show. <laughs> I can admit it, it has problems. I still like it. So the last time I felt this way about an anime, where I got so far into it and I realized nothing was happening yet, and I wasn't enjoying it, and I felt the characters were a bit bland, and while it had its moments I enjoyed, overall I was having kind of a bleh experience, was Sword Art Online. Of course. And I realized, the more I thought about it, the more I realized this and Sword Art Online have so many parallels that it's ridiculous. They were both promoted They're... to death by Crunchyroll. Yes. During their releases, they were the most popular show airing at the time. Its fan base basically described it as a flawless series. And most people described the protagonist as just like me. Uh, no. 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 No, Fumi's not just like you. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's... He is a self-insert character, though. He, he... He doesn't develop too much throughout the show, because if a character develops too much throughout the show, they run the risk of disconnecting with their audience. And that's what a self-insert character does, and that's exactly how Kirito was. They could become stronger, but they can't become too independent. Fair. And that's really where I'm drawing the parallels. And the villains of the show, for what they are, when asked, what is your motivation? Why are you a villain? It's basically like, I don't know. I felt like it. I guess they wrote that they wanted to be a villain on their sixth grade career report. Uh, well, that is definitely the villain <laughs> from Sword Art Online. And it's the Pope in this one, too, and it's mine, and it's, it's the king, and it's every bad person it's, we've met it's, so far. It's definitely the king and mine. The Pope, I can kind of see his his point of view. Like, he's he's the leader of this powerful religion. That exists and, and then, just to be evil. Like, and, literally. And then the religion basically, like, it it draws parallels from, like, the, the Catholic church like there was a t point in time when the catholic church was the most powerful entity in europe it's i'm is. assuming yeah i'm assuming it's it it was very much so like that with this pope in but the in, difference between and then this and then, religion and and then the catholic religion is the catholic religion was following something they believed in where this religion is just discriminating against one particular person. And then at a certain point in time the the kingdom that houses the religion became more powerful than the religion. So so the pope tries pulling his strings from behind the curtains to try to remedy that. He's He's a power-hungry monster. So he wrote it that he wanted to be a villain on a six-year report. Doesn't excuse him, but he's a power-hungry monster. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as Sword Art Online, Tyler. No, the Sword it Art is. Sword Art Online. The it guy is. literally said, like they asked him, "Why did you do this?" And he said, 
I don't know. The, the, whereas the, the, villain, whereas the, the villain, Pope in let this... Me talk. No, you're not letting me talk. <laughs> the, villain. the Pope in this actually says, like, hey, I'm trying to restore the power that once was. Like, he's he has a motive. It's not a good motive by any means, but it is a motive. Whereas, the like I said, the guy in Sword Art Online was just like, eh. The villain from season two of Sword Art Online had a motive. He had a bad motive, but he was a power-hungry asshole, just like the Pope. So fight me on this, Tyler. They are the same fucking characters. This is recycled Isekai 101. And here's the thing. I liked the first episode of Sword Art Online, too. I liked the setup. I liked the jokes. I even liked Kirito in episode one. And then it went downhill and I got to episode 14 and I asked, when is the anime going to start? And that's exactly how I feel about Shield Hero. I feel like they got this great setup. They had this great protagonist and then they just didn't do anything for like 18 episodes. And that's my issue. These characters don't move forward. They just sit still in time and continue to be the same assholes they were in episode one. And it just gets boring. And I think a year after Sword Art Online came out, more and more people started to realize that. A lot of my friends who got me into Sword Art Online and were like, this is the best anime I've ever watched. It is a cute romance. It's beautiful and it's well-developed and it's pretty. A year later, they went back and rewatched it and were just kind of like, yeah, it was kind of boring, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I had the opposite effect with Sword Art Online. I, I started the first episode, and I was like, okay, it's kind of an interesting concept, but there's nothing that draws me in. Yeah. I... Like, like there just, there wasn't any characters that I liked in Sword Art Online. There, it just, it seemed so generic. You did like Asuna at first. She, she... Fair. Yeah. She she started out as this badass character and and it was like it was like, okay, that's cool. And then yeah, she just And then she turned into turned a waifu. Into, yes. Are you seeing why I'm drawing parallels here? No, there's definitely parallels. And and, and that's what I'm saying. There, there's there it has problems. I'll admit it. Sword, Shield Hero has its problems. I still think it's better than Sword Art Online. Barely. It really, it was such a low bar to clear that I think almost anything could have done it. Except Goblin Slayer. <laughs> no, Goblin Slayer beat Sword Art Online too. It's just, I couldn't help but watch the show and feel like I've already seen this show before. I've seen the show multiple times. Hell, the overview of the world, the kingdom that they're living in, is literally the same overview as Konosuba. That is true. That is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. That one is the the epitome of like, hey, let me copy your homework. Okay, but change it a little so it doesn't look the same. Everything from this show just feels like it was recycled from something else, which is sad because like I said, even now we have this first episode playing in the background. I like this first episode a lot. I still think it's fantastic. And I was defending this show for such a long time, but it became a chore to watch. 
and it had its good moments. I liked the fight with the priest. I like. I mostly liked that because it was an excuse for all four heroes to put aside their bullshit and actually do something. Uh, yeah, that was that was problematic because it was like that happened, and and even during that fight, the other heroes are like, "Oh, well, I, are we gonna work together from now on?" And now Fumi is like, "I don't know. Are we?" And then like that finished and they met up again mm-hmm. and they're all just like oh pff, shield hero uh yeah shun him so so yeah i <laughs> the other heroes don't learn they're they're dumb as rocks yeah and we constantly see this whole idea that they're just supposed to be lame and now is supposed to be cool and the most obvious scene of that is when they're on the boat, and all of them are getting motion sickness, except for Naofumi, and his excuse for it is like, oh, well, I didn't sleep in a cushy inn like you guys did. I'm like, that does nothing to fucking do with motion sickness. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That will not uh, affect motion. Motion sickness is actually a genetic condition. There's there's also in the bar, when Naofumi is just, like, eating those berries or whatever. Yeah, and, and he's the, just like, oh, the, it's the, me. The one other guy who, what's his name, Lark? Yeah. He's he's just like, oh man, those are super strong. I can see you can really handle your your beer because those need to be diluted in a barrel for so long before they're even drinkable. And so we're gonna leave them on the counter so, where anybody so, can eat them by mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now Fumi's just popping them like they're candy, and then yeah. Spear Hero comes up and he's like, oh, and you know he pops one and starts foaming at the mouth like. <laughs> Yeah, like, this show just keeps trying to give Naofumi this big dick energy that he doesn't earn. Yeah. And I think that's really my biggest issue. I can deal with the arrogant side heroes. I can deal with the cardboard cutout characters that never get mentioned or speak. I don't or have... even think they have names, Yeah, to they be don't have names! Like, they go into the battle against the Pope... And, like, you see the, the spellcasters or whatever from Spear Heroes Party, mm-hmm. like, and they're doing their own spells, but, like, you never actually hear their names called. Yeah. They're just like, Girl B, hit! And then they're just like, what? And then they Gr- die. Girl B, go cast a spell. Yeah. Yeah. Like- even the battle on the ship, they literally don't do anything. They exist just because they needed to fill in numbers. They could have been replaced with random guards, and it would have been the same effect. Yeah. The only companion character that had any relevance in the story at all was mine, and she doesn't learn either. No, she doesn't. She She's the absolute worst like you'd think even after she gets that slave crest on her so she can't fucking lie she'd stop fucking lying yeah because it <laughs> shocks her every time she does you know and and like that's that's part of the problem with spear hero too is he's he's just like oh this my my companion who is now known she's she's been called out as being a pathological liar Mm-hmm. And we can tell when she's lying every time she lies. But I'm going to believe her anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, Spear Hero. You're an idiot. Yeah. I think I would just like to see some development from anybody. Anybody. Literally anybody that's not Raftalia. Please get some fucking character development. 
Yes. Rob Talia's the only one who gets character development. Of course she's going to be deemed best girl because she's the only one who does anything. She's the only person who has any kind of personality. And most of that personality is I'm in love with Nelfemi, but still at least it's something. Yeah. She, when she gets a backstory, her character actually changes. When she meets new companions, she reacts to it. She really is the best character of this show, and that's kind of sad because she doesn't do a lot. Her whole role is, I stabbed mine twice and it didn't do anything. I have serious questions about that. Like, okay, <laughs> no, no, she has her sword and, like, it's clearly metal, and she she's killing monsters and shit with this. Like, mm-hmm. like during the first wave, she fucking slices an ogre in half or whatever. But then, like, the blacksmith dude gives her this this light blade sword, and, and she goes and she, like, she stabs mine, and it, it doesn't do anything other than maybe cause pain. Yeah, and, and she's slightly she, inconvenient. <laughs> she stabs the... the what's his name the the jackass uh lord yeah you know with it and he's just like oh the pain and and like what the fuck does this light (laughs) blade do it was it was a plot device so that way crunchyroll could have a screenshot of raftalia stabbing mine so everybody would lose their fucking shit that was literally the point of it. Maybe, like maybe. And that's my point. Maybe the light novel explains it better. Like maybe. Like maybe it does something like when, like instead of hit point damage, it drains mana points or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. All I know is that blade is worthless, girl. Throw it in the in the ocean. It was a cock tease. It was the biggest anime cock tease ever, and it didn't do anything. It was literally theirs because everybody wanted to see Ralph Talia stab mine, but they needed mine to be alive for another few episodes. Of course. It, that's, that's what it is. And this whole show kind of can be summed up that way. <laughs> like I said, it has its moments. I really want to like this show, you guys. Even when uh, we were talking to uh, Portal 64 at Level Up Expo, he mentioned that he really disliked the show... And I told him, like, well, the last episode was really good. And then I regretted saying that because then the next episode was really bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, le- leading back to the beginning of this episode, uh, <laughs> Shield Hero is very inconsistent with its quality. Yeah. Like I said, it has really good episode, then a really bad one. I also really like how quickly Nelfmi is learning in the first episode as well. Like, he's utilizing his skills to the best of his ability. And we see that sometimes. Every now and again, we actually see him being like, oh, hey, this is kind of neat. Even, like, when he's learning how to make, like, accessories and stuff, it is a genuine skill that he develops. And he feels like he would be a really, really strong support hero. But then he gets the chaos shield, and all of that gets flown out the window because everybody just wants to see Nalfami kick ass. Yeah. And, like, the whole idea that he can't fight independently just doesn't matter anymore, because now he has all these offensive attacks. And I get the Chaos Shield is supposed to have, like, a negative side effect, but it seems like it's not really that big of a penalty, because it's like he feels like shit for, like, a couple days, and then he's back on his feet. Yeah, uh, (laughs) 
And then he uses his chaos shield, like, in the battle with the Pope to sacrifice himself, you know, blood yeah. sacrifice, and and that supposedly does the whole curse thing on him. And then he he runs in runs into Lark and the other girl. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember her name. But she casts that spell, that, like, holy flame, basically, and it, like, cleanses him of all of his curses and yeah. kills all the enemies around him. And There's like, not really much penalty for him to do it. Basically, God-tier shit. Yeah. And it's, like, it's such a shame, because, again, I'd like to see Naofumi really develop more as, like, this strong support. I thought that was the whole point of him being the shield hero, is that he's a protector, he's... He's not out to destroy the world or destroy the world of evil. He's there to protect the world of good. And at some point, the series just kind of forgot that. I, I mean, there was that short period of time when it was it was almost focusing more on that, whereas mm-hmm. he's, he's basically traveling a, along the countryside and, you know, healing people. And, you yeah. know, everyone gave him the, the nickname of something of the whatever you know and i think that's when the show was at its best actually yeah so i really liked that arc i like the idea that philo feels like very useful when she's doing things like pushing the wagon and uh raftalia is basically like the bodyguard even like the whole part where raftalia has to get cursed herself in order to protect now for me i thought was really good and then that curse went away like it was just a you know cold bug yeah again no consequences for anything any of them do just mild inconveniences that they have to deal with sometimes yeah um like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i even really liked uh the shady deals that nalfmi has to do in the early show as well where it's kind of like a uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. I'm not trying to rip you off, just trying to get an equal deal here. Yeah, where, like, he goes to the one shopkeeper and he's he's just like, you know, saw someone else sell the shopkeeper all those pieces of the rubber balloon monsters, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, two copper a piece or something. And, and then now Fumi is like, here, I have a bunch of these. Buy them from me. And he's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll give you... A fraction of what I paid that guy, and now mm-hmm. Fumi's just like, ah, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> and pulls out one of those and is like, here, eat eat him unless he <laughs> promises to give me a good price. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then even, like, the one shopkeep who saw him collect the rare plants, and he's like, hey, if you can bring me more of this stuff, I'll make you a regular seller here. Like, you're extremely useful to me, and... I liked the idea that there were people that were naturally non-biased and there were people that were extremely biased. And I think that fits into the story really well and I felt like adding the whole religion that specifically excludes him was a bit on the nose. Yeah. Um, so right now on the screen, it's that scene with the slave trader. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, in the light novel... Uh, when when he does meet the slave trader, the slave trader was actually going to catch Naofumi and sell him off as a slave. Oh, see, that would have been interesting. Yeah, and and then it was like, I, I don't remember the entire circumstances, but it, it led to this, hey, wait a second, maybe we can be mutually beneficial to each other. Yeah. So, 
So there are definitely changes. And I really like the that kind of relationships that Naofumi builds early in the show, where it's very, very much, uh, I'm not doing this because I'm the shield hero. I'm doing this because I just need to survive. Scratch my back, I scratch yours. We can help each other. And I really like the idea that that's how Raftalia and how Philo come to his care. And that, honestly, the slave trader might be one of the most interesting and developed characters in the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's crazy. I, I'm looking at all the stuff that happens to Naofumi and... At a certain point, honestly, if if I was in his feet, I'd just, you know, in his shoes, I'd I'd be like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Just fucking kill me, because then you have to kill all three of your other fucking heroes out of spite, because then you're fucked. You need all four of us. Do it, motherfucker. The series does try to introduce that concept later as well. Uh, during the whole Pope thing where he's trying to kill all the heroes... The whole reason they were trying to kill all four of them is because, like, well, three of them were a failure and one of them's a shield hero. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's dumb. And it's like, oh, we made a mistake by summoning them all at the same time. And it's like, but then why did you do it? Like, their motives for trying to be like, we're just going to kill everybody and start fresh doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially because during the two waves the other three heroes actually were doing their jobs quite well. And during the second wave, Naofumi was actually quite successful. Like, maybe you don't like them personally, but they are all still effectively doing their jobs. Yeah. And also, I'd like to point out the one villain that got introduced in the second wave. Never fucking returned. Yeah. uh, I've had a lot of people say, like, oh, she was an interesting villain that was introduced in the series. And she's... Uh, you know, you can't say that she's a bad villain. She was well done. And I was like, yeah, but she shows up, like, once. She she shows up for the end of one episode and then the entirety of a second episode. She's in there for not even a full 30 minutes. Like, yeah. you know? She's in the show for a small period of time. She shows up every now and again on a pre-scheduled circumstances. And she's a pain in your, you know, side that... Will probably get worse as time goes on. So basically, she's the anime equivalent of a menstrual cycle. <laughs> uh, okay then. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Not touching that. <laughs> I think this show has a lot of great elements. I don't think any of those elements came together right. And I think much like how I peg the villains as just being like, I want. Uh, I was always a villain. I'm going to be a villain forever because being a villain is all I know how to do. I feel like in that same respect, Ralph Talia, much like, uh, uh, what's her name from Sword Art Online, was just there to be a waifu. Yeah, she always um, knew she was going to be a waifu. Her whole backstory revolves around her being a waifu, and her character development revolves around her being a waifu. She is just a waifu. Yeah. So, so like I said with Raftalia, I'm I love her. I she she does have her bad things. Uh, like again, season you know show first started. I'm going. Oh, Raftalia is amazing. I love her. 
And then it went into that arc where she's just like, oh, I love Naofumi. And, and that was her character personality. Yeah. And and now I feel like it's it's coming back around to like her being this cool character. Like, I'm starting to like her more again. You know, like, it was it was that section where she was literally just the waifu and that was that was the the focus of her purpose yeah where i didn't care for her but but i feel like in in the most recent episodes she's she's starting to turn around again i'd like to think she is she's kind of dissolved into the background a little bit too she has like even like the shot where we see her in a swimsuit is kind of just like you know, like a three-second gag. Yeah. Oh, look. How do, how do I look now, Fumi? Perfect. You, even if that gets wet, put, it's a swimsuit. It's fine. Yes. Perfect. Right. Here, put on this wetsuit. Yeah. Or the scuba gear. So, it, I also feel like some of the jokes don't land very well for me. Yeah. I, I this is just isekai. It's just isekai at its most vanilla, and I get why people like it, because some people like isekai and some people like vanilla. I just, I've seen this show before, and I wasn't interested when I saw it then, and I'm not as interested when I'm seeing it now, and I'm okay with using, you know, basic standard, it works, it works rules for developing your show and your characters, but I think you need to know what you're doing when you're going into it, and... I think this show was ambitious and the writers behind it just didn't really know how to tackle such a big, complicated world. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about how much the anime has changed from the light novel. Like A lot of the fans I've seen say that it's really accurate. Really? Yeah. Huh. I have also noticed this trend, and I think this is, to me, the first like, warning signs that this is going to become, like, the next Sword Art Online, where it's, like, it's cool to hate it sort of thing, is that I see a lot of people trolling the fandom by saying mine is best girl and stuff like that. Yeah, I see that, and I'm just like, guys, really? So I do... She's she's literally made out to be (laughs) the villain. Like, nobody thinks she's best girl. Yeah. One, yeah. I do think that much like how Sword Art Online started off as, like, the most popular show, and then after a year it became cool to hate it, I think this series is going to have a very similar response. I think right now that it's airing, it's the hottest thing and everybody loves it, and a year from now everybody's going to pick up on a lot of these, like, poor writing choices, and it's going to be popular to hate it. Yeah. And I don't want that trend to start with us. Guys, like I said, all this negative stuff I'm saying about uh, you it... Mean, I s- you mean start with you. I am <laughs> still enjoying this show. I like it. You can enjoy your Raccoon Girl Sword Art Online anime. That's fine. But, uh... Like I said at the beginning of this episode, even with all this negative stuff I have to say, I don't think it's a bad show. But by that same respect, I could have said the same thing about Sword Art Online when it first came out. And I did say the same thing about Sword Art Online when it first came out. Yeah, I I get where you're where you're coming from. I'm, I like I said, I don't hate it. I'm just so disappointed in it. It's like 
it's kind of like the anime feeling of like when you're a kid and everybody tells you that you're a genius and that you're so mature for your age and that you're like the smartest kid in your class and you feel like you're special and all that and then you turn into an adult and you realize that all of that was bullshit and you're just average. This is the anime version of that. <laughs> My mommy says I'm special. <laughs> I mean, you were like C average at best. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> I you I were... will I will have you know. I was very good in school. And maybe you, you right know... up until junior high and then I stopped caring. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were pretty good at math. And maybe you could draw better than some of the kids in your class, but by the time you reached an adult, you realize you didn't have any practical skills. <laughs> Here I am, and you know, in my thirties, and I still don't have practical skills. <laughs> so yeah, I I wanted to like Shield Hero, you guys, and I didn't hate it like I hated Goblin Slayer. And I really like the new characters that were introduced in these last two episodes. But I think even... If I, were, if I were to cosplay from Shield Hero, I would probably cosplay Lark. I do like Lark. He's cool. Lark and his companion, to me, feel like what like supporting characters should feel like. They are good examples of how this world works. They're warriors that have taken up being adventurers as a full-time job. Uh, they've been doing it for so long that they've advanced their class... They feel like they're well-developed. They understand everything, and they're teaching uh, me about how everything works, and they split the goods. And they're like, this This is a career choice for us. We're not doing this because of some crazy plot structure. We're doing this because this is who we are. And even though we don't know a ton about them, they feel very fleshed out, and they feel like characters that we probably should have had from the beginning. Uh, so, so clearly it should be, uh, instead of rising of the shield hero, it should be rising of the scythe hero. Yeah. I, because, I because that's what Lark has. Yeah, I kind of want to see a spin-off anime just about him. I mean, honestly, uh, rising of the shield hero feels more like rising of the plot armor, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as, as long as he doesn't reach zero hit points and not die like Kirito did. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> What's If you reach zero hit points, you're going to die. I'm at zero hit points. Better pull off plot armor. Yep. Yeah. I Yeah, I kind of want to see the, the rising of the scythe hero. <laughs> I like him. He's like I said, he's interesting. I hope that they don't fuck that up. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, famous last words. Yep. <laughs> I, the show's not going to be continuing after this season, so we'll probably get, you know, that title card at the well, end is like "Rising of the Shield Hero Season Two has been confirmed," and I'll be like, "Ugh," but <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll I'll watch it when it comes out." I think after this season i will probably so, give up on shield hero that's fair like you haven't been enjoying it I'd, i can't blame you like i said i am still enjoying it so i'd like to think that the light novels are probably better because especially what you've told me about the light novels they do seem more interesting and 
if they kept up a lot of the feelings and the vibes of the first couple of episodes of this show, I could see them being something that I would actually enjoy. And I think for me, the reason why I'm upset with this series isn't because it's a series that I couldn't get into. It's because it's a series that I was into and then that it just fell disappointed apart. you. Um, so speaking of light novels, um, I've, I've been reading obviously the Don Machi light novel mm-hmm. and Konosuba light novels. And I'm wondering if it's just a trend, but like in both of those, like reading them, like ba- basically you're, you're from, it's, it's going from the perspective of you as the main character. So it's like in, in Don Machi, it's like when you're reading a chapter about bell, it's like, mm-hmm. I did this, I blah, 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 you know, yeah. or, or like in Konosuba when it's, you know, reading a chapter about, uh, Kazuma, it's like, I, you know, cast freeze, you know, like, I'm, I'm wondering if it does the same in Shield Hero. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised. I believe the Your Name light novel did the same thing, where it's like, depending on which perspective, like, from, like, the girl's perspective, when the guy was in her body, it was from that perspective. And, again, it was that first-person thing. So that might just be a common writing style in, like, okay. novels. Okay. So, hard to say, because I haven't read too many. So. All right. I'm just curious. But yeah. Uh, like I said, I really, really enjoyed these few first few episodes. I like the idea of characters who push forward because of things that they've had to heal from. Naofumi had to learn how to trust again and how to be able to let people into his life after his terrifying experience where he was falsely accused and almost executed. And Raftalia had to get over the trauma of losing people that she loved and had to learn to be okay and how to fight for herself. And I liked that. I mean, Philo didn't have to deal with anything because the only thing she'd ever experienced was being a bird, but... She she grew up in this, uh, the lap of luxury of being with the shield hero. Yeah. Although, she does have to deal with one nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, spear hero trying to get in her pants. <laughs> Ugh. Which is just creepy. Spear hero that's creepy and gross. Yeah, also spear hero doesn't learn in the fact that Literally, all of Naofumi's companions are just like, we're his companions, we actually like him. And he's just like, that does that, that can't be true. That can't be true. Clear- that sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> clearly, even though it's been proven you have no brainwashing shield, they're clearly brainwashed. Yeah. And again, it's just dumb. You can only play that card so many times in one franchise before it just becomes dumb. I'm sorry. Nobody is that thick. Uh, except Spear Hero, apparently. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's dumb. I agree with that one. Yeah, I just... I want to see characters grow. I want to see characters become characters, not tropes, not cliches. And again, I think a lot of these jokes and gags, like, you know, Spear Hero getting kicked in the nuts every time he met Philo... It was funny the first time. It was funny the first time. It it should have stopped after that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's let's face it. It's kind of the equivalent of a, you know, stand-up comedian going on stage and saying the same thing like over and over again, like How about those airplane peanuts? Yeah, there's 
there's a difference between it being a catchphrase and it just being annoying. You can do the, you know, you're a redneck if joke only so many times before it becomes your identity. Yeah. And you can only do the fluffy joke so many times before you need to come up with new material. You know, and you need something else backing those jokes up, even if they're popular enough to become kind of catchphrases. Yeah. And it's just this show doesn't back itself up when it comes to those jokes. It's just like everybody wants to see an asshole get kicked in the nuts. Let's let's do that five times. Yep. Yeah. By the same character and This is why we postponed this episode so many things. <laughs> I wanted to have more positive things to say about it. I really did. I really did try, you guys. I don't want to just be the bitch that complains about anime because I don't think that's fair to the fan base. I want people to like what they like, and I don't want people to feel bad for liking what they like. But I think there was a point in my life I would have really liked this show. I think there was a point where I would have related to Naofumi, and I would have liked Raftalia, and I would have thought Philo was adorable, and I just want to adopt her and take her into my life, and she's so great. But I think I grew up, and again, I, I've seen all of this before. It's not bad as a starter I, series, but... I actually don't care for Philo. Yeah. As she just, she doesn't I, have, she, she's not terrible. I don't hate her. It's just, she's just always so happy. Just like, oh, yay, I'm I'm a bird. That's how I feel about Raftalia. Like, like, I just, I don't have, like I said, I don't hate Philo. I just don't think there's much there. I That's how I feel about Raftalia. <laughs> I actually like Melty. I like Melty. Yeah. Melty is a good character, I think. And then she just kind of became a generic companion as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's the problem is they introduce these characters and then they just, they have so many characters that they have to juggle and they're just kind of like, we're just going to have them be them for a bit. Just do the thing. Yeah, like I said, I think that this was a series that had a lot of good elements, but not enough experienced writers to juggle all of those elements. And put things in the place where they needed to be. So instead, they just relied on tropes and things that get a good audience reaction, as opposed to genuinely writing out fleshed-out stories. Yeah. So, this would have been a good starter anime, I think. And if you are getting people into anime for the first time and you need something that feels a bit safe, this would probably be a good recommendation for that. But I think if you're looking more towards a veteran viewer who wants something with a lot of depth to it that's going to have them on the edge of their seat each week, there were definitely better shows last season and this season. Yeah, um, I won't deny that. Like I said, uh, this show does have its problems. I still like it. It's it's not the greatest, but I'm enjoying it. There was also a lot of times when I was watching, like, even the latest episodes that were supposed to be very, like, on the edge of your seat that I was on my phone, and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I missed a scene, and I'd go back and rewatch it, and I'm like, you know what, I didn't need to rewatch that. <laughs> I didn't miss anything. Yeah. So... I know Stefan really so, defended the pacing of this show, and I disagree. 
I don't think the pacing is that bad. It's not bad, but it's not good. No. It, it's inconsistent. It, it could it could it could uh use use some touch-ups. Like it could be a, a little bit I think it needs to get to the point faster. Yeah. But again, but like, overall, I don't think it's that bad. I I think again with all the three other heroes, there's a point where we could just be like, "We get it. They're dumb. We get it." They're arrogant. We get it. He's thinking with his dick. We, we've yeah. seen it enough times. We don't need five different arcs where they have to explain this to us. Give your audience a little bit more credit. If you're going to make a character two-dimensional, then just introduce them once. So, um, I would like to see... Because they come up with like all these different shields that the shield hero can can change his shield to Mm -hmm. and like it even kind of explains that hey once you master this shield you can use all of its skills when you're using any other shield yeah you know so i would like to see because you know as as it is now whenever he goes into battle he's basically using like two different shields yeah i would like to see parts where where it's like he has to change his shield out in order to use this skill or something Mm -hmm. you know like i think that would be a a cool dynamic and and would improve this show a lot yeah i can agree to that uh i'd also like to see the battle mechanics become a little bit more refined like if you've ever played an mmo or even a jrpg uh, there is a certain point where leveling up and learning new classes is not just useful to make the character stronger, but there's just certain things that you use gradually, constantly throughout your gameplay. Like, for example, he has this rope shield that he uses. This seems like something that'd be pretty fucking useful, and I'd like to see upgraded versions of that rope shield. Maybe, like, a hook shot. Or... Yeah, yeah, often upgrade skills, or... Uh, in in MMOs, sometimes you'll find that, hey, this skill is kind of bad, and yeah. like you just you just drop it from your your action bar, so yeah. you never use it again. Which is probably what happened with his rope shield. But come on, if you were playing a JRPG or an MMO where you could just use a rope whenever the fuck you want, you would never drop that skill. Plus, plus it's like magic Hollywood rope where it's yeah. always. The right length you need. And it always is wrapped around a rock. <laughs> right? Can you do that to opponents? Can you, you like you don't wrap, need to tie Can you like it. tie up opponents with that shield? Yeah, like it you'd never have to worry about it. It just always works the way that ropes should ideally work. Why would you ever get rid of the rope shield? <laughs> that rope shield was so fucking useful. <laughs> right? At this point I'm nitpicking, but I Yeah. There were better animes, you guys. There were so many better animes. Uh, not a lot of them I could recommend to newbies. There's better animes. <laughs> I would still recommend Shield Hero. I, I still enjoy it. I would recommend it for people getting into anime for the first time. Yeah, I can see it. Just like or if you just just need... like how I would actually recommend Sword Art Online for a new viewer. Yeah. So. I would also recommend it to somebody who just wants to turn their brain off and maybe hang out on their phone while they just listen to background noise, because 
It works really well for that. I speak from if, experience. If, if you say so. It, there's not a lot of complex plot that you need to pay attention to. You can go in and out of the show and not miss much. No, that's true. <laughs> I think a lot of anime I enjoy are things where it's like if you miss an episode or if you're not paying attention, you could miss something really important. Or My, my you've come a long way in your anime viewing. Yeah. And so there's some anime where it's like I will put it on as background noise, but usually that's on my third or fourth viewing of that anime. But Except sh- Haikyuu. <laughs> you still pay full attention to that on your I, fifth viewing. I actually uh, sometimes will have my phone out during certain <laughs> matches, just because like, I already know how those matches play out. But, yeah, like the third season of Haikyuu still has me on the edge of my seat, no matter how many times I see it. And I think that's a sign of a fantastic anime, but that's for another episode. Yes. Dweeb. Shield Hero is just one that's like, I feel like I can zone out of it for a while, come back to it, and it's like I'm still following the story. There's a few episodes where it's like you really need to pay attention, but sometimes it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, they're fighting like a dragon or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking care. It's, 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 this thing's <laughs> happening. It, it'll work itself out in the end. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily make it bad, because, I mean, Attack on Titan does that too. But, And I still really like Attack on Titan. But, yeah. It's, it's a vanilla cup of isekai, you guys. If you like vanilla isekai, you'll like it. So, speaking of isekai... I think we should move on to our next segment. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, And that is Isekai. Or Isanot. Yes. So what is the topic today? So uh, I'm going to base this off of the movie version and not the comic book version because I've never read the comic books. So hopefully you've seen the movie, but uh, I wanted to talk about Constantine. Constantine. The movie? The movie. Okay. Because I haven't read the comic. Okay. So, Constantine is capable of going in and out of hell. Yes. At will to fight demons. Kind of. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, hell clearly is another world. And sometimes when he's there, he's trapped there. So mostly, uh, Constantine, for those who have not seen it, he basically performs exorcisms on people that have been possessed by demons, but he does it in unorthodox ways. And he's trying to earn his place into heaven. Yes. Um, well, uh, I don't think it is an isekai. Yeah. I don't. Um, my my point of view is mostly it's it mostly takes place in his original world. Yeah. So like yeah he he goes to hell every so often you know he dies you know and and yeah all that stuff but like I don't know it doesn't feel like an isekai to me like okay. it just like he. 
like I said, it's it's mostly takes place in the in his original world. So okay. I I'm gonna say Issa not. I'm actually gonna agree with you on this. It's Issa not. So, but what do you guys think? Do you think uh, Constantine's trips into hell should qualify, qualify as... as an isekai? So if you guys have an opinion on that, or if you guys just want to get mad at me about this entire episode, uh, email us. Uh, no, no, ex- exclusively email her. <laughs> no, uh, email email us at kawaiicast at thecrackedbrain.com. <laughs> And I will forward all angry emails straight to Candace. Yeah. Because this this was her ranting. Yeah, if you guys uh, honestly have a solid argument, and I, I think it's worth talking about, we will talk about it on our next episode. Yes. Like, I'm not so close-minded that I'm not going to listen to your guys' opinions. And again, I don't want you guys to feel bad for liking something that you like. I just... And I again, I think I would have liked this show when I was younger. Honestly. Yes, I so. I get it. Uh, so yeah. If you guys have any comments about anything we talked about, send us an email, and we will. If you guys give us a name that we can refer to you as, we will give you a shout out. Otherwise, you we know, will the, leave you anonymous. The whole the whole spiel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with that, we do have one more thing to talk about, and that is Kawaii Cast merchandise. Whoa! So we got podcast magnets. Magnets. There's a clock. There's a Kawaii Cast clock. Yep. There's also a mug. Uh, there's two mugs. I, lo- I was two mugs. I was looking yeah. at it the other day. There's there's the 11 ounce mug, and there's the white mug, and there's the, the black white mug. mug and the black mug. I don't like the black mug as much. I don't either. <laughs> I like the white one personally. I like the white one. But yeah. hey, if you like the black one, cool. It's I, I mostly it was an error on our end. We might have to just fix it because the podcat on the black mug has a white background. It was supposed to be a clear background. Yeah. So I think we just never got that to work properly. Yeah, so. uh, I still need to go order me a mug personally. Yeah, you do need to go order you a mug. So even Brandon got a mug. I know. That's what happens when I'm poor. <laughs> If you could just send me money directly to... No, I'm kidding. And where can they buy that stuff? Uh, that is at cracked-brain.myshopify.com. Yeah, go buy some stuff from us. Or buy stuff from uh, Cracked Brain or the other podcasts featured on our channel. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, with um, that, with I th- that, I think we're done. I think we're done. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.